Hello, everyone. Welcome to Minghui Radio, bringing you podcasts of stories relating to the persecution of Falun Gong in China, insights and experiences gained by practitioners during the course of their cultivation, special items of interest, and music composed and performed by Dafa practitioners. The following is an experience-sharing article from the 20th China Fahui, entitled Master Always Guides Me Through Difficulties by a Falun Dafa practitioner in China. The article was published on the Minghui website on November 14, 2023. Greetings, Master. Greetings, fellow practitioners. A few days before the Olympics in early August 2008, village officials told my wife that I was not allowed to go out. Every night, people were stationed in front of my home. On August 7th, a group of police officers came to my home after 2 p.m., pressuring me to write guarantee statements to stop practicing Falun Dafa. I refused, so they attempted to take me away forcibly. Hearing the commotion, my friends, relatives, and neighbors rushed over to intervene. They told the police that I was a good person. The police left. That night, I slept on the roof due to the intense heat indoors. Around 2 o'clock in the morning, police officers stealthily climbed up. Waking to a strange sound, I asked, Who's there? The police rushed over and shocked me with a high-voltage electric baton, causing me to fall headfirst to the brick-paved ground below. I lost consciousness. They dragged me to their car, threw me into it, and drove me to the local hospital. Hesitant to admit me, the local hospital claimed my condition was incurable. They eventually transferred me to a city hospital. I remained in a coma for 18 to 19 hours. My right side, legs, and feet were injured, and my right arm bore the marks of the electric shock and was swollen. My back was bruised. My skull was fractured in two places and my brain bled in three places. I had an intracranial hematoma and a fractured right clavicle. When I regained consciousness, my vision was blurred. The doctor sternly warned me that I must not move or else my life might be in danger. Confident that I was protected by master, I asked my wife to help me get up so I could use the restroom. The astonished doctor warned me that I could be paralyzed. I said, Thank you, doctor. I won't be paralyzed. I'll be fine. After two weeks in the hospital, I thought, a practitioner should not be in a hospital bed. I'll recover faster if I can do the exercises. Despite warnings from my wife and several relatives, I decided to go home. That day, the nurses couldn't find a blood vessel when they gave me an IV. When they finally did, the fluid rapidly drained after insertion. I felt this was not coincidental, and I knew that leaving the hospital was the right choice. I informed the doctor of my decision to forego the IV and to go home. The doctor said, that's an expensive IV. I replied, I won't take any more IVs, regardless of the cost. We signed the necessary discharge forms, and I returned home. I later discovered that the police who did this to me were from the local police department and police station. During the incident, a local businessman witnessed dozens of police, some armed, surrounding my house. The police prevented him from approaching and only allowed him to come near after they took me away. 
Part 1. Fellow practitioners helped me through difficulties. When I was discharged, the doctor advised me to stay in bed for at least three months. However, I chose not to lie down for a single day, and I did not take any medication. It was a challenging period. My entire body hurt, and the hematoma, which has collected blood in the skull, made me feel dizzy. I reminded myself that I was a practitioner, and I did not lie down. I persevered in studying the fa and doing the exercises twice a day. I also sent righteous thoughts every hour. At first, I had difficulty straightening my arms. I persisted and was gradually able to extend them high when I did the exercises. I read Master's recent lectures, one book after another, gaining a profound understanding of fa principles. My righteous thoughts strengthened day by day. I did not acknowledge my injuries, and I went for a walk every day. The second day after I was discharged, I walked about three miles to a village to get a copy of Minghui Weekly. I also visited a practitioner in the city. I covered a round trip of 18 miles and returned late. My wife was worried about me and rode a bicycle to meet me. She found me halfway. I rode the bicycle home, and she sat on the back. One time I was very uncomfortable and symptoms of all the various illnesses I had before I began to practice Falun Dafa reappeared. I had a headache, a stomachache, and a sore throat that made it difficult to swallow. Finding it hard to endure, I planned to take some medicine. As I took out the pills and poured water, my wife, who is not a practitioner, saw it and said, Are you really taking medicine? I realized that perhaps Master was using her mouth to enlighten me. I suddenly realized what I was doing and put the pills back. Fellow practitioners visited me regularly and joined me in sending righteous thoughts. My body returned to normal within six months. I want to thank Master for arranging practitioners to help me. I also thank fellow practitioners. Thank you for helping strengthen my righteous thoughts during the most challenging time. You helped me overcome this life and death tribulation. After I recovered, the villagers said, You survived because you practiced Falun Dafa. Otherwise, you would have died. Part 2. I cried, Master, help me. Before the Chinese New Year in 2008, the police came to arrest me again. They first sent someone to my house to see if I was there. After he left, many police officers soon arrived and forcibly dragged me to the police car. When I reached the door, I shouted, Neighbors, the police are trying to arrest a good person. The neighbors all came out and a crowd gathered. At that moment, I truly let go of life and death, and I was not afraid. Some people told the police not to take me away, as I was a good person. A few policemen picked me up and shoved me into the police car. When only my head was still outside, I shouted, Master, save me! In an instant, the police froze. I stomped my feet and my body came out of the car at once. They were still holding me, but they could not move. Eventually they had to put me down and drive away. After that, the police seldom harassed me. When they occasionally came, I drove them out of my home with a righteous thought. You are not welcome here. Go away. My wife supported me. They usually left in a hurry. I enlightened to the principle that, as long as we genuinely believe in Master, it is indeed what Master says in the poem, The Master-Disciple Bond, from Hong In Tu. Quote, 
When disciples have ample righteous thoughts, Master has the power to turn the tide. Unquote. After this incident, I had a dream. A thorny plant was growing on the ground, and when I pulled it up by the roots, I found that the roots were taller than I was. I thought it meant that I eliminated and uprooted the evil. Part 3. Positive Support from Family Members When I was first taken to the hospital, a relative visited me. Looking at the severity of my injuries, he told my wife that she should sue the police. Two days later, my wife and a relative went to the prosecutor's office to file a complaint against the involved police officers. After I was discharged from the hospital, I sought legal assistance with help of fellow practitioners. The police threatened the lawyer, and he dropped our case. With fellow practitioner support, my wife went to the provincial petition office and filed an appeal. During the Olympics, concerned about potential further petitions from my wife, the police station sent people to monitor her in the hospital room three shifts a day, round the clock. The village secretary later told my wife that even the village head told the police she should sue you. The police station initially covered my hospitalization expenses. After the money ran out, the hospital demanded more payment for the medication. My wife requested the police station to pay it, but her requests were ignored. Following my discharge, my wife visited the police station several times to claim the medication fee, but the police station continued to ignore her. My wife insisted. Eventually, the director had to reimburse my wife. Over the years, in both good and bad times, my parents and relatives on both sides of the family have supported me in cultivation. Although my wife does not practice, she often listens to the fa with me and encourages me to practice. If I do not go out to tell the truth or distribute materials for a few days, she reminds me, it's time to go out. She often tells fellow practitioners and relatives who come to our house, our whole family has benefited from his practicing Falun Dafa. Falun Dafa has given him a healthy body and a good life for our family. Over the years, my wife and I have exposed persecution and we have never been afraid. Once a fellow practitioner asked her, are you afraid? She said, no, I'm not afraid. People often say that she is a wonderful wife. 26 years have gone by. With master's care, I have been able to walk through every hurdle and difficulty. I am fortunate to practice Falun Dafa. By reading the Fa, I understand the meaning of life and the truth of the universe. Thank you, master, for saving me. Thank you, Master. Thank you, fellow practitioners. The following is an experience-sharing article entitled, Falun Dafa Gives Me a New Life by a Falun Dafa practitioner in China. The article was published on the Mingwei website on September 27, 2023. I started practicing Falun Dafa in 1998 at the age of 46. At that time, I suffered from multiple diseases, especially lumbar disc herniation, which compressed the sciatic nerve and caused severe pain in my hip and leg. 
I did not have surgery in the hospital for fear of being paralyzed if the operation failed. My body always leaned to the left side, and I had a hard time standing, sitting, or lying down. I thus had to take an early retirement. The health problems and the financial stress made my life so miserable. I cried every day. When my husband and I were in despair, someone introduced Falun Dafa to us, saying that it has miraculous health effects. I was dubious about how Master Li Hongzhu, the founder of Falun Dafa, could take care of me when he had so many practitioners to protect. My husband, who was also in poor health, suggested that we try it out, since it was free. Part 1 Becoming a Falun Dafa Practitioner My husband initially took me by tricycle to a Falun Dafa practice site in Tarenting Park in Beijing. An assistant suggested that we could go to a practice site closer to our home. On the following day, we went to the site nearby, and my husband did the exercises with the group. I watched them from the sidelines because I couldn't stand up. The practitioners told us, that cultivation would also include reading books. I then joined a FA study group. An elderly practitioner said that the pain would stop if I let things take their own course, but I did not understand how I could ignore the pain when it was there. After practicing the exercises for a while, my condition did not seem to improve and I almost gave it up. Then the pain became so severe that I started to take medicine. But the more I took the medicine, the worse the pain became. I felt helpless and cried. I begged Master for help. I said, Master, I want to cultivate. I have poor enlightenment. I do not know what letting things take their own course means. The pain was unbearable and no one could help. What should I do? At that moment, I had a whim as to why I could not do the exercises if everyone else at the practice site could, regardless of their ages. I was determined to continue the practice. I later realized that it was actually a strong, righteous thought. My health condition still did not improve after practicing Dafa for quite some time. I began to understand that my pain was the result of karma elimination. I was calm and decided to keep on practicing. I went to the practice site by bike every day. On the way to the site, my back and legs did not hurt, and I could sit upright like a healthy person. But the pain started once I got off the bike. I endured the pain and persisted in doing the exercises. Slowly, I could let go of the pain. Part 2. Identifying Attachments Seeing my improvement in my Chin Ching, Master hinted to me in a dream. He said I still had attachments, even though I knew the pain was not a disease. I knew that Master wanted me to look inward for shortcomings. However, I did not know what the attachments were or how to look for them. As I became anxious, my husband advised me not to be obsessive and get stuck. He was right. So we did the exercises in the morning, every day. 
we not only studied the five home, but also joined a fa study group. Gradually, my chin ching improved. My tests were still not over yet. One day, we had a water pipe leak in the house. I was the one who fixed things at home, but I was presently unable to stand upright. I begged Master to help me temporarily to stop the pain so that the repairs could be done quickly. As soon as I had this thought, the pain in my hips and legs disappeared and I could stand upright. I was excited and after the repairs, walked around the house back and forth with joy. But the pain returned afterward. From this experience, I understood that Falun Dafa is an extraordinary Qigong and Master is a profound teacher. This encouraged me to firmly believe in Master and Dafa and to persist in cultivation. One day, I suddenly realized my back and legs did not hurt and that I was able to keep my body upright only when I rode the bike. I wondered if riding a bike might be an attachment of comfort. I thus decided to get to the practice site on foot. I stopped two or three times halfway there due to the pain on the first day. My back and legs hurt badly as I arrived at the site, but I quickly joined the group to do the exercises. On the way home, I did not have to take a break and could easily walk straight up to the sixth floor without any problems. What a significant difference! I finally identified this attachment and got rid of it. Part 3. All My Diseases Disappeared I walked daily to do the exercises, but I still could not do exercise number 4, Fallen Cosmic Orbit, because I could not bend down. I asked Master for help again. Then another miracle happened. I was able to bend down and do the exercise. Of course, my exercise was not perfect all at once, but it got better and better. Everyone was happy for me when I finished the exercises. I knew Master endured the pain for me. Many thanks to Master. Although I was a new practitioner and did not understand the Fa well, I firmly remembered what Master said in Explaining the Fa for Falun Dafa Assistance in Chanchun. Quote, True cultivators have no illnesses. Unquote. This understanding helped me go through many sickness karma tribulations. After continuing to do the exercises at the practice site, all my diseases disappeared completely. I could walk lightly. Falun Dafa gave me a new life. Now I am already 71 years old and many people comment that I look like someone in their 50s. My face is ruddy and my back is straight. I am slender and look elegant. To many people who know me, my great changes are evidence of the extraordinary miracles of Falun Dafa. Thank you for listening to the Minghui Radio Podcast. For more information, including news about the persecution of Falun Gong practitioners in China and experience sharing stories by practitioners around the world, please visit our website at en.minghui.org.